Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everybody. Welcome back again to the Burt Not Ernie Show. Here we are, episode number 45. And on the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, there is just a sole singular focus that we have, and that is to get the promises of God into the people of God, because that's where they belong. They don't belong anywhere else. They belong inside of us, where we can believe them and appropriate them. And uh, God wants us to live believing his promises, not just like the big C church, all of us believing, but you individually, you individually believing today, right now in this very moment, that God's promises are true for you. 100%. Drop the mic. They're going to come to pass. Okay, so it's December. Yeah, that means, um, you know, December can mean a lot of things to different people. Uh, But for all of us right now, what it means is we're in the final stretch, like the home stretch, the last handful of days of 2020. Can you even imagine what it's going to be like when we kind of reflect back upon this year, like looking back through time? I mean, if we already refer to it as like 2020 and then you kind of go, sigh, ugh, ugh, what's happening next? What now? What possibly can be around the corner of 2020? And man, can you imagine, boy, I think about the years to come, and it's going to be like a 12-month period of time that I believe will probably sort of stand aghast at. I mean, it's there's been a lot. At least I really hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. Uh, one of my cousins, my on my mom's side, we have a huge family, pretty big on my dad's side too, but but much bigger living pool of relatives on my my mom's side. And one of my cousins, so, and I have, um, I have like 75 cousins, so you're never going to figure out who this one is. One of my cousins said recently that he's a little bit concerned that 2021 might look at 2020 and say, hold my beer. Uh, I don't want that to be reality. I don't want that coming to pass. I hope he's wrong. Um, he's, he's preparing himself for if it's not wrong, but I hope that's wrong. I got to tell you, there have been some things about this year that have made me, have kind of made me completely rethink hoping for a better new year. You know what I mean? Instead, um, I have learned in a whole new way, like in an entirely new way that I never, ever could have really truly grabbed hold of had it not been for the sum total of what 2020 has been. I've learned a whole new way that um, I just put my hope in the Lord. I've, I've rethunk the whole, rethunk, thunk? That's not a word. I've been rethinking Is thunk a word? Somebody tell me if thunk's a word. I've been rethinking just the way that we tend to lean into a new year, uh, maybe a new month, whether it's it's my birthday. And so this next 12 months is going to be, you know, I'm very hopeful. And I'm not against being hopeful. This whole podcast is about believing God's promises. And if we don't anchor those to hope, man, we're in trouble. We've got hope is believing, right? It really is. So 
Um, hope is a key part of real active faith. Because if you don't have hope, uh, you're praying dead prayers. If you don't have hope, man, I don't know what's what's good for you in life if we're hopeless. Being hopeless is a horrible way to describe somebody. It's heartbreaking. Um, so I'm all about hope. But my hope is in God, not in a time frame, in a whole new way. So this wonky, painful year has taught me um, in awesome ways, in vast ways, that my hope and my only hope is always, always in my God. And so I want 2021 to be great. I'm believing for it. I'm believing for it. Um, But my God is great, no matter what comes, no matter what comes. So for that, I'm pretty thankful. I I can look back and say, what a year. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity that has been provided to me to lean in and really live in a state of active, current belief that every single one of God's promises are absolutely true for me. And I hope that I can look back and always be grateful for what I learned this year, that I don't miss that or forget it. I hope that I can look back and and see how closely I walked with Jesus this year and not just look back with kind of a sense of yuck over all that was, you know, kind of the worst in this year. Okay, so before we totally roll into today's promise, which is a good one, which is a good one for kicking off December, I've just got a couple of quick things to share with you. First, I didn't get a new episode up last week because, frankly, I've been waiting and waiting for Amazon to, I guess, release my new book in its print form from, um, like, Amazon Publishing Jail, I guess. The Kindle format has been available for for a hot minute for a bit, but it's like been like in review for like 10 days or something, which is unheard of. Usually it's a matter of hours and I'm not kidding. And I don't mean like 72 hours. I mean, it's usually 24 hours is a long time. So, um, I was hoping to be able to kind of release this episode and talk about that, but dun, 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 you know, it's, it's totally 2020, I guess, for it to work out that way. I don't know why I would expect anything different. Um, and you know what? It's been a word to me to stop having expectations and time frames that I put on the Lord in any area. Um, I just have to keep leaning in and trusting him. So I most likely am going to do two episodes this week, one today, which is Tuesday, December 8th. And then I think I might do one on Friday as well. Um, so, you know, thing thing number two I want to mention to you super quick for all the moms out there. Maybe you are COVID homeschooling, like, you know, your kids have gone totally online. Remote learning is a thing and you're COVID schooling. Like, I know it's not traditional homeschooling, it's COVID schooling. And it's tough because a lot of you are working and trying to just, it's like all the things on steroids that you're, that you're trying to deal with. So, um, and maybe you're just a mom, like it's December. Whoa. You know, I mean, so there's this thing coming up this weekend, Saturday, December 12th, 2020, a free online event. It's happening. And uh, it's called Messy Mom Schedule for Success. So it's just a live streamed event that if you sign up, I'm pretty sure, I think you can get it sent to you later, the recording, if you can't be there live. But it's, there's a live streamed event happening. It's just encouragement, tips about organization, schedules, routines, all sorts of like helpful hints from moms who, um, who have learned how to navigate life, but are willing to be real honest and frank. These are not perfect moms. These are not, this is Instagram worthy and Pinterest perfect kind of things. This is just legit straight up uh, help from moms who learned it the hard way, right? So they're sharing what worked well for them from a totally honest place, which I love. So check it out at MessyMomSuccess.com. There's a totally free option, like I said. And of course, there's always a paid option with extra things. Uh, if you want the paid option, there's a coupon code. It's MessyMoms2021. 
two words, Messy Moms, for 10% off. I'll throw some links up in the show notes, but check that out Saturday morning if you're a mom. Okay. All right. Now on to some words from the Bible for this podcast episode number 45, Lamentations. We're going to be in Lamentations, right? It's a book of lament, a book of groaning, a book of weeping. Uh, if, you know, if we're going to take the definition of the word lament at face value, that's what it means, groaning and weeping. This book of the Bible truly is like just a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. Um, it, you know, this is a great place to sort of hit pause and spend a few minutes right here in the month of December with some reflection over the past year. And that is a good thing to do even if it's been like the most amazing year, even if it's been so great, you know, you've just gone from victory to victory, you still want to take time in December to press pause and just spend a few minutes in the presence of the Lord reflecting over the past year. And whether that's to praise God and to thank him for all the amazing things or to turn to him with genuine lament, bear our heartbreak to our good God, you can give your heartbreak to your good God. But that doesn't mean you just give it and, and pretend like you didn't feel it. He's okay with you walking through some emotion with him in your prayer time, if that makes sense. It's not just like, I give to you that person who stabbed me in the back and I move on. This isn't a piousness and this isn't like a, a stoicism. There's no award for being the most stoic Christian. Like you're not going to get a medal. Um, process it with the Lord. You can feel it. That's what it means to lament. And I don't think a book of the Bible would be entitled Lamentations if the Lord didn't want to give us permission to lament with him. That doesn't mean go gripe to your husband for four hours straight. I'm not saying you can't talk to your husband. I'm saying you're lamenting. You you know, take it to the Lord. You already know what I mean. I don't have to explain that. Okay, so we can we can lament. We can bear our heartbreak to our very good God and also refuse to doubt, refuse to question, refuse to turn our backs on our good God, could do both at the same time. I think it's probably far more right for us to do that than it is to just stuff it down, you know, slap on the lip gloss and act like nothing is bothering us. That's not good for our relationships. It's not good for our walk with the Lord, our closeness with him. It's not good for our health. It's just not good. It's not going to help your career. It's not going to help your parenting. Um, it, none of that, right? Okay, Lamentations 3, 24 and 25, and I'm in the Amplified today. It says this, the Lord is, oh man, that word is, underline it if you are going to look this up in your Bible, is, that means right now, currently, as in it's happening right now, the Lord is, not was, not will be in the future, is my portion and my inheritance. Um, Hello, that's amazing. The Lord is my portion and my inheritance says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. Hope. There's that key word hope. We're not hopeless people. We're the most hope-filled and hopeful people on the planet. Therefore, I have hope in him and I wait expectantly for him. The Lord is good to those who wait confidently for him, to those who seek him on the authority of God's word. Okay, this is why I chose the Amplified because here in verse um, 25, it has two little things in parentheses to give us that added depth that we can lose in just a shorter translation. Yeah, it's long and wordy, but um, so what? So what? We get so much out of it. Okay, so those who wait confidently. How are we to wait? Confidently. Not beat down hopelessly, confidently. And why are we confident? Because we know who we're serving. This Lord has, has said to us, I am your portion. I am your inheritance. Can we not be confident in our waiting when we know that? 
oh yeah, we sure can be. And then it says to those who seek him, and in parentheses, on the authority of God's word. I don't seek him based on my own cockadoodie ideas. I seek him and stand on what his word says i.e. God's promises, right? That's let's get that's why it's so important to get the promises of God into the people of God. So when we seek him, we confidently wait for him and we seek him on the authority of his God's word. I know what this says. One of the, you know, God, I know what this says. Your word says this. Hey Satan, do you hear me talking to you? Your word says this. If you've got maybe um, somebody who's hypercritical and is always just kind of nagging on you in the back of your mind, you could be thinking, I know what God's word says. It doesn't mean you have to publicly tear them down or rip in to them and, and let them have it. But you can be like, you know what, Lord? Um, I hope they come to know what God's promises say, because how would that bless their life? That would be awesome. Okay. In verse 32 of the same chapter, Lamentations chapter three, which is kind of a little past the middle of your Bible, if you want to look it up. Lamentations chapter three says, for if he causes grief, then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness and tender mercy. And that's also from the Amplified. Okay. And that verse has that word will in it. Then he will, then he will have compassion. Somebody needs to hear that today. God will have compassion, period. He will on you in your situation. That's a promise. Well, of course, these verses, you know, I mean, you can tell I'm excited about them. They totally jumped off the page to me. I think I may have mentioned on an earlier episode, possibly that the Lord has just so impressed upon my heart that the last several months of 2020, his primary focus for me um, has is hinged to that word, loving kindness. That means he wants me to focus on always remembering his loving kindness. He just so impressed it on my heart that no matter what comes into my life, none of it, none of it, none of it, none of it can occur outside of God's unending loving kindness toward me. And so here's this verse with loving kindness in it. And I just, um, you know, when the Lord tells you to look for something, to pay attention for something, to understand this thing about his character and the way that things come into your life and how he's dealing with you. And then you see that word in a Bible verse, of course, it stands out to you. Of course it does. So loving kindness is, I've been looking for that word, loving kindness, as I read my Bible every day. God said that that is his heart for me that nothing happens outside of his loving kindness. And um, spoiler alert, that's also true for you. That's your promise too, baby. That's not just mine. Nothing happens outside of God's loving kindness toward you. It's not possible for him to behave in any other way. It's a loyal love is part of what that word loving kindness means. It talks, it embraces um, not just loving kindness, but compassion and mercy and loyal love. And isn't that really what the whole world is searching for? When it comes to love, do you think that there would be so many Hallmark movies if people weren't looking for a loyal love? It's that loyalty, that loyalty. Isn't that the end of every rom-com? It wraps it back up with, with a sense of loyalty, no matter, no matter what happened before. Now we're in a place of loyal love. So loyal love is what God really gives you. We hunger for it because God wants us to hunger for it. And then he wants us to find it in him. It's a beautiful thing that God sets up in our lives so that we have a need that only he can fill. Isn't that amazing how much he loves us? He loves us so much, and then he makes sure that we're going to feel a need for that love so that we can fully experience it. It's it's, fa- it's fabulous. We're so blessed. We're so blessed. So his um, that word loving kindness, right? Uh, it's amazing because the more I look for that word in God's word in my Bible, the more I look for it, the more I discover it, the more I find it, the more I anticipate God moving in my life 
out of his loving kindness. The more I see that happening, it plays out in real time. And I see it because I'm looking for it. And I'm looking for it because he called me to look for it. God's good. Let's jump back up to verses 24 and 25. Does your soul, like your inner being, have a certain level of contentment just in knowing that the Lord is your portion? The Lord is your inheritance? Okay, um, just even those right there, those are super duper big promises. And I'm not going to deep dive into what it means that God is our portion and our inheritance, but I will encourage you. Here's some spiritual homework for the week. And I know um, I give homework relatively often. Um, that's probably not going to change. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Your homework for this week. I know it's December and you've got Advent going on and all the things. Keep doing Advent. Um, but also... Honestly, it's COVID, and so most of us do have a bit less running around time this December. There aren't as many activities. Things have been canceled. Group, you know, you're being told you can't gather in groups of blah, 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 which, um, you know, I have opinions about that, but my opinions are, they're just my opinions. It's not God's word. So, um, but you, the point is you have a little bit more time, I think. And so you can find the time to do this homework is what I'm saying. If you can scroll the Instagram, I think you can, you could do this real quick. It's just one little thing. And this is for your benefit. I don't get anything from suggesting spiritual homework. Trust me, I don't. This is for your benefit. It will bless you. That's the only reason I want to encourage you to do this. So if we're thinking about um, what does it mean that God is our portion and our inheritance, I want you to be willing to take a little bit of time and say, Lord, you're my inheritance. You're my portion. That's what Lamentations 3 says. And then read Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm. Just read it and just pray. Lord, show me just what that means. Just what it means to be your your portion and your inheritance right here in my life right now as I read this 23rd Psalm and just let the Lord bless you, speak to you, cover you with his love. He'll do it. He really will. This is crazy good news. And I had to share that because more than spiritual homework, it's about just blessing you. I just want to be a blessing and bless you and have you receive the fullness of all that God wants to give you here as we wrap up the year. In December, as we celebrate Christ's birth, I want you to be just blessed as much as he wants you to be blessed. Okay, so uh, once you get that into your heart, you know, kind of what Psalm 23 will reveal to you about God being your portion and your inheritance, man, that's real contentment. You can be really content in a whole new way. And isn't that a gift from the Lord? It absolutely is. Being discontent is just kind of the way we tend to live. So being able to be a content person, that's a gift. That's a big deal. Okay, so we're living our day-to-day lives in that place of contentment, hopefully, right? We want to get to a place where we're living living at peace. You know, we can very easily move on to the next part of this Bible verse, which says, therefore, I have hope in him and I wait expectantly for him. Can you sort of just like put it in park, put it in park and wait with expectation while at the same time putting it in drive and having tremendous hope in him? Could you do that? Like, think on that for for a second. I know it sounds sort of bizarre, um, but it's sort of like put the brakes on the fretting and the franticness and the work harder, harder, and then harder some more. And then maybe you can force God's promises to work out for you. Put that part of your thinking, your living in park, put the brakes on that, and then be very active. Be very intense about believing that God is going to do all that he has promised to do for you. Keep that part of your life, your heart, in drive, ready to go forward with the Lord at all times. Be ready to move forward with the Lord at all times, always. Hope in him 
and wait expectantly, not nervously, not doubtingly, but expectantly for him. He hasn't screwed up, not even once in the history of this entire planet. And he isn't going to make his first big giant size blunder in your life, in your world. He's just not. So believe, truly live in belief. So put some parts of your life in park, put other parts of your life in drive and see what the Lord does. That is living with confident expectation. The Lord is good to those who wait confidently for him, to those who seek him on the authority of God's word. Ah, that's so good. Isn't that good? Are you waiting confidently? If not, start putting it into practice right now today. Do you seek him based only on your needs, on the crisis of the moment, the continual crises that just keep popping up? Or do you seek him not only for your needs and your emergencies? Because of course, of course, your Abba Father wants you to seek him about those things and in those moments. Golly, in every moment, never stop seeking him for the real rubber meets the road things in life, but also seek him based on what his word says. That, my friend, is what we're doing here. We're seeking him based on the total and absolute and final authority of his word. What the Bible says, period. That's what it says is what it means, and it's what's going to happen. And verse 32, one more time here. For if he causes grief, then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness and tender mercy. This year has felt like it's held a lot of grief in a lot of different arenas. Think back to say like March, what caused grief then? And then just, you know, think through the months a little bit. Like I know in March, you know, my girls had to come home from college and then uh, stay home from college. What was going to be just super short was not super short. Um, Didn't have graduations for two of my girls graduating from college. The 4th of July was different for us. It was a summer of no vacations. I have a t-shirt that says, uh, summer 2020, Porcho Mayarto, you know, but my vacation was on my front porch in my backyard, Porcho Mayardo. No graduation ceremonies. No a doctor's appointments were different. They, I, you have to do them alone, right? I like having a second set of ears when I see my cardiologist and electrophysiologist in Cleveland. Not this year. That didn't happen. Um, dots telling us where to stand. Um, you know, people got masks that match their different outfits. They go, go with their wardrobe. They coordinate. Um, puns on masks, all kinds of things. Plans for when we run out of toilet paper. That was a weird thing this year. Trick-or-treating, totally different. School online, totally different. Tons of new homeschool families. Tons. Not seeing your grandparents. Wow, that's a change. All the stuff through the months. And after all of this, can we not lean in and believe big time for this verse that he will? And remember, will always means will. It doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't mean maybe. It can't mean anything but will. Will means will. He will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness and tender mercy. Can we not believe him? Lean in hard and believe him for all that that's been so hard, Lord. Can you just shower on us all the things that are linked to your compassion, loving kindness, tender tender mercy? Pour out abundantly on us. Can you believe? Can you believe for that right now, starting today, December 8th, 2020 is when I'm recording this. Can you believe? I know you can. I know you can. Yeah, we can do that. I think we can believe. I know we can believe. Believe again. My friend, believe again. If you've hit a dry spot, man, believe again. And, you know, there's a song that says, don't stop believing. So don't, don't stop believing. All right. Hey, so if you want to look at my book on um, Amazon, check it out, please. It's um, 
The Power of God's Will, just 40 devotions refocus on promises from God that have the word will in them, because you know how I feel about the word will. Will means will. So um, I think it would be, I can't wait for it to be a print edition because I just think that's, I'm, I'm such a give me an actual book in hand girl that um, the Kindle edition is great, but I want a print edition. But check it out, The Power of God's Will. Uh, it's just a 40-day devotional, and I would be so blessed if you'd look at it. Keep believing, believe again, right? Uh, let God's promise to spark a fire of new faith in you. And if that spark spreads to somebody else and maybe they get a, a spark of a fire of new faith burning in them, wouldn't that be great? I mean, who all needs to believe that God's promises are true for them? Every single person on this planet. That's who. And man, don't ever forget that God's promises, oh, are they true for you? They are, they are, they are. I'm going to see you next time for episode number 46. And hey, would you do that homework? Would you read Psalm 23 sometime this this week and check out the Messy Moms live event on Saturday? Uh, P.S. I'm going to be speaking. How cool is that? A live interview. So keep believing, keep believing, keep believing. Lord bless you. I'm going to see you soon. And um, as always, thank you for being here. And if you have any prayer requests, seriously, you can send them to me and I will, I promise I will pray. Anybody that knows me in like real life knows I mean it when I say I'll pray, I will, I really will pray. So thank you guys. Have a great uh, week and keep believing. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.